0: Howdy partners, welcome to another episode where we will be giving you the tactical information to be successful in your role. How's it going, guys? Or should I should I ask how it's going? I I hate small talk, and I feel like there's good and bad things going. Ben, how's it going? I'll start with you.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm right. Um, busy as we all are. Um, apart from that, the, I'm looking at my window. It's, the sun's out in Utah. It's not too hot. I think we've got like. An 80-degree temperature today, so, yeah, a lot of things to be, to be happy about, I think. So, yeah, fairly fairly good, I would say, 7 out of 10, 7 out of 10 in terms of, um, in terms of happiness. It's passing. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
2: Tom? Um, a little bit warmer over here in Denver. Just, you know, we get that, that warmer breeze. It's 94, so we Ben really- and I are enjoying some some balmy summer days out here in the mountains. It's been dry though. We don't have a lot of smoke from wildfires. So knock on wood, that sticks around. But um, yeah, it's been busy. Um, I Breaking news, I, I actually lost my job last week. Uh, I'm sure we'll touch on that later. So I'm on the market, hopefully not for long, but it also gives me a lot of time to focus myself, family, and howdy partners, of course.
1: Yeah. And if you're looking for a, a great partnership lead the you your team, well, now you've you've got somebody that you can go and recruit. So um, I know me and Will would both give our four recommendations to Tom here. So, I mean, this is probably going to come out in like a few months' time. <laughs> yeah. If it does and you're still more unemployed, then we've got a serious problem, I think, at this point. Yeah. But there we go. Yeah.
2: Hashtag ad. Yeah. August 11th, just timestamping now. Whenever this launches, we'll see where I'm at. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> I love it. I yeah. I said I hate small talk and you guys went right into weather. So, uh, amazing. Well, today we are talking about partner enablement, focusing on activating your partners, why it's important and the things that you can do. And I know Ben, just like the other episodes, you are in the thick of this right now building your program. So, um Tom will very, be our-
1: very very topical for me. I feel like every episode is a Is
0: a challenge to vent a little bit, to be honest. There you go. Yeah, and Tom, you're the perfect man for this. You've got the enablement chops and the passion Mm -hmm. for it as well. So um, let's dive in just at at a high level. Tom, tell us why activation and enablement for your partners is fundamental to their success in the partner program. Why is it so important?
2: Uh, That's a loaded question, but I I think it's... (laughs) It, it's really simple. It, it's the lifeblood of how you build their knowledge and confidence in your product and in their knowledge and confidence and being able to, to position your product. I think it's, it's really important for partners to understand that you're not, you're not a vendor, right? Like we, we talked about that a lot, like their, their, their opinion and understanding of who you are as a company is, is either going to be on one side, like, Hey, they're a vendor or no, we're strategically aligned together. So I, I believe that the activation phase in those first couple of months is really important for you to kind of set that that paradigm, set that mindset for your partners to see you as an extension of their team and a product that they can uh, build around, right? It's not, we're talking about the HubSpot ecosystem. We talk about Adobe. We talk about Mercado Salesforce. But how is your product now something that's irreplaceable? in what they're doing and how they're going to market. But it, it's, it boils down to this is the time and the most critical time for you to help build their knowledge, build their understanding and build their go-to-market strategies to be successful with your product.
1: And, and I think like when we, we start from like the ground up, so you're starting a brand new partner program, you've signed your partners and now it's time to, to activate them. If you were going in and and starting from the ground up, like what are some of the core cool things? What are the things that you need to, to have? What are the things that you need to build in order to create like this best-in-class enablement program?
2: Yeah, um, so I, I think it's pretty philosophical, and this is something that that I focused on a lot when I was you know at Vidyard or just in other organizations. From a from an education standpoint, there's certainly like a rhyme and a rhythm to, to starting with more of the standards, right? Uh, a Perfect one is, is, is your product training. So how are you helping the partner organization understand how to use your tool set, whether that's across live training calls, three to four weeks, like at, at Vidyard, it was roughly broken down over three courses where we go through the basics, like your admin, setting up integrations, uh, adding people in just really like the high level, like let's build the ecosystem or kind of like the, the shell of the product. And then let's get into some more, like, how do I actually use it? You know, how do I build CTAs for my videos? How do I send this out to get tracking? And, and you just kind of, you, you, you keep building upon that. And, and so to me, product training, no matter the product is critical because one, that's how they understand how to then position and use it. Uh, but it also builds, some of the backend trust, right? Like the, this, this partner organization is now seeing like, Oh, you know what? I, I know that externally my success is going to be built around how I, how much I can sell this product. How much can I build this within my clientele, et cetera. But to do that, they're going to start to see, Oh man, my organization is actually scaling and growing because of this product as well. So it builds that, that authentic kind of piece in there, but it also builds like the humbleness factor. Like, Hey, listen, X client, this is how we've succeeded with the product. This is how we've succeeded with Salesforce, SalesLoft, outreach, and, and why it's important to us. We know that it can do the same thing for you.
0: Uh, the Again, second piece then... Oh, sorry, go ahead. I was just going to ask, Like, I think it would be good to talk about the difference between a lunch and learn and the actual mm-hmm. activation itself, because I feel like they may be interchangeable in some people's minds, but I have an opinion on the opposite uh so what are your thoughts there on um the difference between those two or you know why they should be different
2: like a launch and learn and actual activation so
1: like so, so so i think and again i think me and you have have uh similar perspectives on this like a lunch and learn where i say like okay i've just signed up this really cool partner can I get in front of your sales team and buy them a freaking sandwich, and I'll sit there and talk about the product? Right, like yeah. that. In some people's mind, is how you activate a partner. Everything's going to be solved in that one thirty-minute session while people are half involved in, like they're off their webcam, yeah, they're eating their sandwiches. You paid like twenty dollars a person for DoorDash or on whatever YouTube
2: it is. on mute, yeah. yeah,
1: exactly. Or in comparison, like a really cool activation program where you've got a pool, you've got a certification, they yeah. have to complete that training. So maybe just like to Will's point, just. Explain like how you built out your program. What are the things that create success, I guess, and what, what kind of, um, what kind of things do you do to, to, to create that success? Right.
2: So I, it's really important here to kind of, we've talked about this a lot too, is put, put the, put responsibility on the partner side, right? Like as an enablement professional, I'm not just here to hold your hand. I'm not just here to do everything for you. I'm going to help train you and guide you, but you've got to put in the effort. So, uh building out that milestone kind of like what it what does the next two to three months look like in terms of what we're doing here what are the milestones to get there right so by week four we just talked about it I want you guys to be fully adopted on our product meaning whether you're gonna sit and we're gonna do a lunch and learn to help me activate you on product training or I've built out automated videos or automated playlists inside of an LMS you're expected or like we want to set this milestone where you're achieving X results by when. So to me, it, it shows, once again, the buy-in aspect because I'm not just going to spoon feed you. That's not really how a successful partnership works. And to me, what I'm trying to build here is some rapport, some trust. And you're also building that same thing because we are equals. We're, we're putting in efforts together together. And that to me is activation. Uh, So really like setting the timetable, setting clear expectations. uh, I think there's a layer of building in some roles and responsibilities, right? As my, as this new partner team comes to me, who am I interacting with? Who's my main point of contact? Who's my champion? That's really key. Like almost in the kickoff phase before you get to anything else, who can I rely on? Who can I hold accountable? Uh, And so, yeah.
1: And, and I guess what, what where I'm interested in this, and we'll reference it at the start, like very topical to the program that I'm building out at the moment. How would your advice differ to somebody starting a brand new program where you're light on manpower, right? There's one, of, one or two of you um, and like potentially not a massive budget for enablement in comparison to like a sales force that has, yeah. you know, unlimited budget, can create a massive LMS with training content, all that kind of stuff. How can somebody that's just starting a partnership program from the ground up still still enable the partners, I guess?
2: So, honestly, I... I don't see them as any different aside from someone having maybe a little bit more money to spend on technology, to buy something like an LMS. I mean, have you guys ever heard of Google docs that you can, you can, you can bootstrap and, and be a little bit like, you can build your system with duct tape and bailing wire, and it will still serve the same purpose for when you do have the money to then purchase something that can be a little bit more shiny, be a little bit more automated. You know, there is, there is absolutely concerns around, you know, just capacity and stuff like that. And that's why I think, especially as you're starting you've got you've almost got to put in the time and the effort and get a little dirty like so I would be I would absolutely be doing you know product trainings or how to sell this product live with my partners to almost you know walk the walk and talk the talk and then when you start to advance you take a step back and you're like you know what I can absolutely automate this piece and and here's the other thing too we're not talking about like go out and get a vidyard license go out and get a loom license that can be free
1: it's a great point. As as you were saying that, I was I was actually gonna ask you the question like, is it as simple as recording some product training yeah. and like sending it to your partner manager and saying, hey, I want you to list all of your sales reps and I will track yeah. who's watching. I'll them. track every person through That's exactly is right. It as easy as that? It's, it's yeah. exactly
2: right. So like I think there I think there's a big tendency to think like, you know what, I, I, I don't have the resources. If I'm thinking like pie in the sky, what my perfect enablement where activation structure looks like people tend to get caught up in the thick of thin things. And like, yeah. I need so much budget to be able to pull this off. You don't, you, you absolutely don't. There are so many resources and tools out there where you can record a video, track that recording, uh, have someone check off like a checkbox on that Google doc when they've completed it. Now you're. you're...
1: Yeah. And I'm, I'm also in my mind, or, cause this is something that we need to figure out over the next couple of weeks is the endowment piece. And as you were talking about that, like, even doing a little bit of an incentivization where it's like, hey, yeah. for the first or every, every person that completes or watches this video and answers a couple of questions, we're going to give you $10 for DoorDash. Because yeah. then for me, like instead of doing a lunch and learn where you're saying I'm going to pay for lunch, right? I'm already going to invest this money, but there's no actual give from that team really, <laughs> apart from just turning up to the meet and sit in the background. Yeah. I would rather say I will give you a $10 doordash gift card if you go in and do these actions yeah. for right like and that's that's a really it's, it's really simple but not one that i'd considered from like a loom video but as you were talking i was like that would make so much sense yeah. just from like a draft enablement program perspective
2: yeah and, and what you're doing is building synergies on both fronts and i i, I love the idea of being able to incentivize like I, I think incentivize incentivizing is one way that you can kind of like Almost buy your buy-in or buy your way into like making yeah. sure they're doing it. I think I think I would also recommend being really bullish on what you're asking of them, right? Like, what are the tangible takeaways? What are the homework? What's the homework that you're expecting them to give back? Like, if you want if you want your partners to succeed, they're gonna have to put in the time, the effort. So, like, so, you know, go heavy. Like, ask them like, what did you? What's your feedback? How do you like? What are three ways you can tangibly see uh, your team using this product in the next 30 days? And, and and get their wheels turning because that's what enablement is, right? You're you're trying to help them think outside the box, educate and et cetera.
1: Yeah, and I also think like another thing to consider would be, and I, and I feel like this this gets lost in translation sometimes, where you're working one-on-one with the partner manager because one of the things that we do when we launch a new technology partner is we run like an incentive over the first month for their sales yeah. team to say, hey, any leads that you refer to Help Scout, you get $100. Even in that onboarding enablement piece, you could introduce that incentive directly to the sales team, which I think is far more impactful than like you telling your partner manager counterpart and it may be not even getting kind of passed on and stuff like that. So you've got me thinking about all the different kind of flows that yeah. could come off that, that new video, which would be, which would be really interesting. I think yeah. to, uh, yeah. and to, and do okay. some data capture, right? Cause that, that, that's one of the things that I really want to do is when I sign up a partner, getting their whole list of their CSM and AE communities and I can run my drip campaigns every month. So you could also do a data capture element where it's like, I need your email to give you that $10 yeah, yeah. DoorDash gift card and then place them in a, in a drip campaign. So every month they're getting content from you, right? Like, I love that. I think you got my, my, my wheels turning a little bit here, which is nice. Which is I like
0: cool. it. I uh, sure. wanted to layer in some uh, a conversation I had. Shout out Chris Lavoie at uh, Gorgeous. He will literally say to the uh, partner's sales reps or CSMs, I'm going to pay your rent yeah like giving them that perspective of if you do this like we're going to give you you know a spiff or whatever, and it's going to have this result um that immediately makes them think, you know I want my rent paid <laughs> like that that's something that is highly incentive incentivized and so um when you add that perspective, just like you were saying, Ben, if you can tie it to like their individual life or like their individual role, if you want to be more general, then um, that gives them that perspective and then they immediately can con- connect the dots. So uh, I love that to tie that point. You got to
1: sell a lot of gorgeous though. If you're uh, if you're living in somewhere like London, you got to sell a lot of gorgeous for them to uh, to be paying your rent off. But, um, but <laughs> Very go. true. I guess so. It, like it lands from just like an impact or like a big... A big statement perspective, but I'm telling you, I, I'm gonna have to sell like a hundred grand's worth of gorgeous uh-huh. to pay my pay my <laughs> in, uh, in Salt Lake for sure. Oh yeah. <laughs> no, this is uh, this is cool. Uh, so Tom, I think final question, or at least one of the penultimate questions, is tooling. Yeah. So we talked about a few like bootstrap ways of of doing enablement. When you reach that really kind of mature program, we talked about the sales forces. You mentioned a PRM. What are the kind of things that a PRM can bring to that enablement program which would take it over the edge?
2: Yeah, um, so a, a a PRM to me should serve a couple of different purposes. One in a in a technology or technologically savvy organization, you know, there we talk about tech fatigue and like, you know, you're adding kind of like to that list tech organiz- or partner organizations have the tendency. And, and uh, I think Will and I can tell you firsthand from our time at Vidyard, like there was a lot out there and, and we're, you know, trying to simplify and be concise to me, a PRM is, is if you think about it in the right way, is the only piece of technology within reason that you can expect your partner to access. And that PRM should include the ability to, you know, submit leads, get paid out uh, on, on commissions, etc. But when you start to layer in, this this kind of partner success hub where you've got the potential to have this LMS, this learning center, which, you know, most large organizations have that internally already. Now you start to build the evolution of why partnerships can scale and can scale efficiently, right? So we, we talked about the idea, you know, you can bootstrap programs and, and present uh, a really solid activation plan so that your partners are succeeding after month three. And you can use Google, you yep. can use Loom, you can, you can spend zero dollars on that really, uh, as you do start to scale, you know, you and you're efficiently trying to push a lot of, uh, processes, operations, and just, you know, support. We know we can talk about the different hats that enablement wears throughout a day to day, but as you start to go upstream, having that PRM in place is, is really the important piece of technology. The other, the other one that we, we, we talk about all the time is going to be crossbeam. So product training is really key in activation. Like make sure they understand your product. The other piece is like, how do they actually sell your product? How do you position it? How do you go to market? What, what, what avenues do I have? So that's where like something like a crossbeam comes in really handy. Um, there, you know, PRMs, like a partner stack is kind of like the, the new wave. Cause now you can actually buy an LMS on top of that. And we're not leaving that yeah. ecosystem. Yeah. There's a, there's a lot of, I, I don't know why I'm drawing a blank. There's a lot of other ones and I can't remember what their title where
1: in partner, I think we used previously, yeah. they've got all bound is one, right? Like there's, we, we actually use partner stack at, um, that helps scale primarily for our yep. affiliate, it's um, a big affiliate partner program, but we have added like a few modules to it where you can now do lead registration yep. and we're also considering like the LMS module. So it's becoming more of like an all encompassing PRM solution. I think originally it was just like that affiliate
2: yeah. tool. Um, it's so yeah, getting the, there.
1: The the tool that you brought up, CrossBeam, I think is is really an interesting one just to touch on very quickly, because I think outside of, for me, the fastest way to activate, truly activate a partnership is to get a quick win, right? Like, is to get that first, like, hey, this is what we're going to do. And for me, like, if you can get CrossBeam, you can figure out a prospect that a partner is currently working on, which is your customer, and get them an intro and help them to close that account. There's nothing better and there's nothing more kind of momentum shifting than that activity. Like you can do all the training in the world, right? You can give them all the incentives that you want. But ultimately, like the thing that's going to really ignite that and activate that partnership is that first PO that comes from you helped helped influence. So I love to call that a crossbeam because that's definitely a core component of
2: all of my partnership. Well, minute, perspective. and so, yeah and just just to like kind of wrap that piece up I and mean, crossbeam's great and you're right like you can it's the idea like you can lead a horse to water but you can't force it to drink so you know getting that quick win set early is is key because now they're like oh you know what i can do this like we can do this uh and that could take months if you just kind of go down the training route of like you know hey let's really break down these barriers break down your sales process and you just put a, a boatload of time into like Getting one lead that didn't even close. So I think the other piece here too is like, if I could recommend, you know, like we talked about being bootstrapped, right? As you are, as you are thinking about spending money, I would absolutely recommend your first dollar going to a PRM because that really ties everything together.
1: Here, here's a question for both of you, um, and I, I guess we're, we're getting up on time here, so it might even be the final one. Does a tool like Crossbeam? negate the need to train a whole partner sales team. And, and let me add some cl- some clarification to that. If you are working directly with your partner manager, you have all the pertinent account information, you can see directly like, okay, these are the prospects that we want to go after. Is it as easy as the partner manager just handling the relationship with their sales team and getting them to give you account information and introductions?
2: I. I really hesitate to use that as like a solid approach because then you're just kind of like, you're not taking the training wheels off. Like you're just kind of keeping the training wheels on for them and being like, Hey, yeah, we might have a prospect. And and essentially what you're saying is like, Hey, let's just take all the leads we'll handle them for you. Right. Like don't even worry about it. And what you're doing is you're not, you are turning that salesperson into like kind of just like a middleman instead of like tr- helping to, helping change their paradigm to be solutions oriented versus just like, eh, like here you go and I'll make my money. So I, I really, I really believe that being able to help infiltrate and train and help kind of like educate and change their paradigm makes them a way more, just a way stronger salesperson in general, because, and the other side too is the time spent in training for them to essentially sell your product for you. And all your AE net then needs to do is get them an SO like, your AE is going to love it because like now they're like, Hey, I'm just going to make free money on my end. So you're, you're extending your sales team by training them versus the other way.
0: Yeah. My, my will, opinion any there is um, it's like, you will be drying up the well if you only give, yeah. you know, the the little pieces to pick up, which, you know, it might not be little, but it's at least, you know, this simple data that they can use and take action for and share that might get some wins. But, uh, in terms of the long-term, like I think of enablement and the proper activation and onboarding as really integrating into the business where you become an integral part of when I'm a salesperson at my partner's company and I'm like, oh, I want to, you know, make some extra money or, you know, deliver even more success to this client. What do I do? I go to this partner. And that's then having you integrated as a part of their go-to-market and as a part of their overall solution, yeah. which I think is like the whole point of a partnership. And uh, the other side of that, uh, like I mentioned, is it's more of a, hey, let's you know get some quick wins. And it is a good tactic for that, but it's not a long-term strategy, in my opinion, because it doesn't bring in that uh, empowerment or that knowledge yeah. or that enablement of um here's how you do it when you know i'm not around kind of thing empowerment
2: um, is a great way to describe this build trust yeah. like build empowerment around that
0: and, and i'll uh, wrap oh. that thought up with like if you removed crossbeam or like if you ran out of data what then you know what what does the partner do at that point they don't have the know how of, okay, this is integrated into my business or my go-to-market, or, you know, I know what to say when a customer says this other thing that highlights a problem they have, they won't be able to do that hand-to-hand combat. And so, you know, you probably won't remove the the tool necessarily, but, you know, maybe you get promoted or, you know, um, another salesperson comes on and it's like the, there's going to be, you know, a broken telephone at that point of losing the actual momentum um and the long-term benefits any final thoughts before we no good before we wrap up
1: no i haven't i haven't got opinion either way no i think um i think this has been good like i said i've got some food for thought here as well um instead of just doing like some crazy content creation play um go out and just record a loom video and you know, maybe set up a, a Zapier or some type of automation, that then kicks out a form and then collect the data that way. Like that would just be an easy way. And maybe I can show that. Maybe that can be the, uh, I like the takeaway it. from this. Uh, from this. I'll, uh, I'll attach Activation that Activation deck creation
2: 101.
1: Yep. Love
0: yeah, it. 100%. Awesome. Thanks for the time, guys. Next episode, we are going to get an enablement expert who is also just as good as Tom, but I would say, you know, even further immersed into the enablement space. I'll dangle the carrot, but we'll leave it at that. We will see you on the next episode of Howdy Partners.